say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Some say history is a river that flows endlessly. I say that history is a series of stories written by each person's experiences. Welcome to Stories, a history of Appalachia, one story at a time. Hello, podcast listeners. I'm Steve Gilley, along with Rod Mullins. And on today's podcast, Rod and I are going to tell the story of an East Tennessee vigilante group that started out with good intentions, but eventually escalated to murder. It's the story of the Whitecaps of Sevier County. Wow, this is going to be interesting, Steve. You know, I say that almost every time we get into a podcast, but truthfully, this is going to be an interesting story that I did not even know about. Well, this all starts back in the early 1890s, 1892 to be specific. Many of the folks who lived in Sevier County at that time were becoming alarmed at the increase in the number of individuals who they considered lewd or, well, let's just say loose with their sexual morals. And a group of them formed the Whitecaps that year to run those kind of people out of the county, Ku Klux Klan style. Well, in the Mm. beginning, the vigilantes would go to the home of someone they considered adulterous, mostly women, to be honest about it, and leave them a note warning them to get out of town. The note was often accompanied by switches cut from a hickory tree as an additional message telling the offender what to expect if they didn't do as they were told. Well, if the messages were ignored, the Whitecaps would return and administer the promised whipping on the offender. And the name Whitecaps? Well, it came from the white hoods that they wore when they were beating someone, which were large enough to cover their faces so they wouldn't be recognized, of course. This kind of sounds to me like something for the basis of a Jeannie C. Riley song with Harper Valley PTA <laughs> or something. I'm, I'm kidding. But anyway, for the next four years, the Whitecaps were hailed by the citizens of Sevier County for their efforts to rid the county of these undesirables. As a result, the law ignored the group, allowing them to continue unmolested. And in those few cases where the law did get involved and arrest white cap members, the group would tamper with the jury by means of bribes or threats to ensure that there was no conviction. As time went on, this gang grew bolder and bolder. The warning soon stopped and beatings became the norm. And as they did, they got more and more harsh. It got so bad, in fact, that a local doctor named J.A. Henderson organized a rival gang to fight them called the Blue Bills, also named for their distinctive headwear. And there would be battles between the two groups with people shot and killed on both sides at a battle at Henderson Springs. 
And so it went on until late December of 1896. Oh, you see, that fall, William and Laura Whaley, residents of Sevier County, had become alarmed at the activities of the Whitecaps and had approached the grand jury to have Bob Catlett and Bob Wade, two of the Whitecaps, indicted on charges of shooting into the house of Walter Maples in one of those gang disputes between the Whitecaps and the Bluebills. Well, that prompted the group to arrange for the murder of the Whaleys by J.C. Tipton and Pleasant Plez Wynn. Well, the deed was arranged at the store of Fred Emmert with Bob Catlett telling Tipton that he would pay him $100 to do the deed so that they'd be made an example of to teach people that they could not swear against him. J.C. Tipton's trial transcript tells more of the story. There was a meeting of an Oddfellows Lodge that Saturday night at Pigeon Forge, about eight miles above Sevierville. William Wynn, Jesse Ashley, and I went to it. Leaving Sevierville that evening, I went in a buggy with William Wynn, I think. Sometime after the lodge had been in session, Bob Catlett and Bob Wade came in. That is the first time I ever knew Catlett or Wade in that lodge and have never seen them there since. It was about 14 miles from there to where Catlett lived. As we were returning from the lodge that night, I stopped on the road near Henderson's Island at a turnip patch and got some turnips and distributed them among the crowd. There were several along, including Bob Catlett, Bob Wade, Arthur Seaton, Schuyler Atchley, Jesse Atchley, and William Wynn. Wade and Catlett were riding horseback, and when ready to leave the turnip patch, Bob Catlett suggested to Wade that he take my seat in the buggy and for me to get on Wade's horse as he wanted to talk with me. This change was accordingly made, and I rode from there to Rambo's Lane, about three miles, with Bob Catlett. On this trip, he again brought up the subject of the Whaleys and renewed his proposition to me to put them out of the way for him. I told him I did not want to do it, but before leaving me near the Rambo Lane, he handed me an envelope and said for me to take it and that it was mine when the Whaleys were put out of the way. I took the package and went on home alone from that point. I examined the contents of the envelope and found it consisted of four $20 bills and one $20 gold piece. I kept the money until the next Wednesday evening, and then I took it to Yet's store in Sevierville and gave it to J.R. Yet and told him to put it in his safe for me for a short time. I let it stay there till Friday following when I got it and gave it back to Bob Catlett, saying to him at the time that I had decided not to do the job and returned his money. Catlett replied that he was glad of it, for he could get it done for one half of that amount. It was not long, however, till Catlett returned to me again and began to beg me to comply with his wishes by putting the Whaleys out of the way. After coming to Tipton and all between 12 to 15 times begging him to do the job, he finally agreed for $50 to kill the Whaleys plus bond and attorney's fees if he was caught. On the morning of December 28th, Catlett made sure to be seen leaving Sevierville and Sevier County, and as he went, he met up with Tipton and told him to make sure to attend to that job tonight, and Tipton did. J.C. Tipton had enlisted Plez Wynn to help him in the killing, and that night they met up in Sevierville, and as soon as it got dark, they lit out for the Whaley House. When they got there, the two men made sure to mask themselves so they wouldn't be recognized. Then they broke down the door and charged into the house, Tipton armed with a shotgun and Wynn with a pistol. Tipton calmly shot both Mr. and Ms. Whaley in the head without uttering a word right in front of their baby. They then returned to the shop of Ben Bailey, located at the West Fork of the Pigeon River, where Tipton stashed his shotgun and unused shells in a tool chest and picked up some dynamite. 
They then took the dynamite and went fishing with it, catching one salmon and five suckers, and then came to shore and burned their masks. The next day, Catlett returned to Sevierville and paid the $50 to Tipton, who divided it with Wynn. Well, Tipton and Wynn were soon captured and put on trial in Sevierville. They were convicted and hanged on July 5th, 1899 in Sevierville. The disgust over all this gang violence prompted the Tennessee legislature to ban extra-legal conspiracies and vigilante groups. And that, with the help of Sevier County Sheriff Thomas Davis, brought calm back to the East Tennessee County before the turn of the 20th century. Ron, i got to ask you a question. You know, Tipton testified that they tried to pay him $100. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. But after 12 to 15 times of trying to get him to do that, he pays him $50. You think that's probably why they convicted the guy? Uh, yeah, I guess so. You know, that's, that's, that's pretty bad, too, to have to go 12 to 15 times and still they paid him $50 for it. You know, you would think it would have been an increase of money, yeah. but not this time. That's the story of the Whitecaps and the murder of the Whaley family. Another part of the history of Appalachia. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or on your favorite podcast app. We're on Facebook at Stories of Appalachia and on Twitter at Story Appalachia. We also have an online radio station, Stories Radio. You can find us on the TuneIn app. Just go and search for Stories Radio and add us to your favorites, then give us a listen. Again, thanks for listening. Till next time, take care. So long, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.